0: garage door came down on my head. It did. It came down on my head. I was going outside to do something, and I was in a hurry, and the door was coming up, and it struck me on my head somehow, even though it was going up. I was going under it, and it just... It hit me. I caught it. at just the right... at just the wrong angle. And it gave me a real whack, such that strange things started to happen in my mind. I started to see things and become aware of things that I hadn't been aware of for many, many years. And in fact, had completely forgotten, specifically, specifically the true reality in which I belong. And it's not this one. And I'd completely forgotten about this. I've been living here for decades, and, you know, I I had come to think of myself as as one of y'all. I had forgotten my true place in the universe, as sometimes happens. We get lazy, we get comfortable, we keep doing certain things because it feels good and we just we don't want to be bothered with the truth of our reality and the truth of our of ourself. self and yeah yeah i finally remembered i'm supposed to be three parallel realities to the right i'm not kidding you i and and and, and it's just it shocked me i i stood there and my my head was just still uh, hurting like heck because of this blow that it had taken. And there are still marks up there, by the way. <laughs> I still have multiple but that's beside the point. Um I don't think I had a concussion uh or anything, you know, that was creating a delusion. If anything, I think that, that the delusion had been finally resolved. And I finally remembered the three realities to the to the right. Oh, and one reality up from there. That was my original destination when I left the reality that was 12 realities to the left and two down from this one. If you know what I mean, it's a little hard to describe because, you know, the whole uh, fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional mapping thing is complicated. I mean, don't ask me to to, to describe it to you because you're just not going to get it. But uh, trust me, it, it, that's where I'm from and that's where I was headed and I got caught here in, in through, a, through a vortex, uh, not of my own making. And and here I am, fifty. Four years later, and I'm still here and I'm stuck here. And, and and the thing that's killing me is I know I don't belong in this reality. I know exactly where I'm supposed to be, but I can't remember how to get there. I don't remember how to find the portals and step through them. So, well, not actually step, it's more like sort of squiggle. I, that's not even correct. That's not the right term. Sort of uh, side, sidevolve if you know what I mean. Yeah, of course you do. Anyway, uh, this has been bothering me, and I I, I keep trying to work it out uh, and and trying to figure something out uh, that, that can return me to that path. But in the meantime, I'm stuck here, and I'm stuck in my current mindset, which is that of a writer and a publisher, and what am I going to do about it? You know, I'm going to continue to do the work that I'm doing because this is the reality in which I'm currently immersed until I can find the portals. that will lead me those steps that I need to get to in order to find my destination reality, or at least get back to the one from whence I came. So in the meantime, if anyone out there hears this message from the uh, twelve to the left and, and two down, uh, or three to the right and one up uh, You know, here I am, it's me Don't forget about me Bring me through the portal when you get a chance, okay? That's, that's all I have to say But uh, in the meantime, hey, welcome to the latest edition of the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast I'm your host, uh, best-selling, uh, USA Today best-selling author Robert Chishonik I've written many stories and novels in all sorts of genres, a lot of science fiction and fantasy and mystery, and I've also written comics, and uh, I've written official Star Trek and Doctor Who fiction, and I'm just always doing all sorts of different writing projects, and I love to write. I love to bring my own worlds to life, though it has occurred to me that perhaps I'm just documenting worlds since I'm from this one other alternate reality and heading to another one, of which I know quite a bit, although I can't get there. Um, And and maybe that's really why the writing is uh, always in such a strange place. Uh, It's been referred to as sort of, quote, planet Bob, unquote. And I think maybe that has something to do with the fact that I'm documenting Other realities, actual alternate realities that are very vivid and strange compared to the one in which I'm currently immersed Anyway, that's enough about me. Well, no, not actually enough about me because this is my podcast and I'm going to continue to talk So, um It's been a couple of weeks since I talked to you guys Uh, it's been a hectic couple of weeks. I've been doing quite a bit And, uh, a lot of uh, writing and planning and I have a lot of really interesting projects, Uh, on the cooker and i'm really excited about one in particular but i can't talk about it yet because it's not a done deal oh it drives me crazy sometimes because you know i'm superstitious and 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 also you know for legal reasons the project is not a reality yet but i'm hoping that it will be and if it is i'll be talking to you about it and it, it it will be exciting and believe me it's really cool even if I'm from you know 12 to the left and two down or heading to three to the right and one up, it's, it's, it's really going to be a cool project. I really hope it comes to pass. And um, hopefully I'll be able to give you some more details in weeks to come. But in the meantime, um, I'll just tell you about some of the other stuff that I've got coming up. Right now, uh, I'm participating in a, um, a mega promo online, the SFF Bonanza, sci- uh, Science Fiction and Fantasy Bonanza Mega Promo, and I have a book in that uh, in that Mega Promo, and I hope that you will uh, check it out because it's a really good deal. It's oh the, the title of my book is The Memory of You Lingers. It's a science fiction story, and uh, I think you I know you would enjoy it if you like my work, if you love science fiction, it's it'll be a good one. Trust me, and you can get it for free through this Mega Promo deal. So just check it out. Go to the website <clears throat> SFF Book Bonanza dot com slash free books. Okay? Remember that. dot freebooks slash free books. And you can get my book for free. And also some other wonderful books by other interesting authors. So check it out because you know it's it's a really great offer. I also have a story in a book that just was released recently. I think it was just out this last week. It's uh it's called From Bayou to Abyss Examining John Constantine, Hellblazer. So it's about the comic book, TV, and film character uh, John Constantine, right? Uh, who's published? Uh, who was published originally by DC Comics and Vertigo? Actually, from the Vertigo imprint. Well, no, originally he was DC, then Vertigo, which was an imprint of DC, and and then reverted back to DC. And anyway, it's convoluted, but he's a cool character. He's this guy snarky, he wears a trench coat, he's always smoking cigarettes, and he has like magical powers, and he's always uh, getting involved in situations that lead to really potentially disastrous consequences, and he has um, a propensity for getting his friends in trouble and having them pay the price um, for his uh, world-saving actions. So he's an interesting character. He's very complicated, and uh, he's actually created by Alan Moore, of course, the king. Um, many props to the king, Alan Moore, the creator of Watchmen, the creator of, wow, From Hell, and uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and, oh, wow. He's just an amazing, truly amazing writer, and, and I just admire him. And I um, am so glad I was able to contribute to this book about a character whom he created, John Constantine. So it's it's from a company called Secquart, Sequart, S E Q U A R T, and you can find it on Amazon. That might be the simplest way to go about it, or on the Sequart website uh, at secquart.org. You know, go there and then look up the book. It's called From Bayou to Abyss: Examining John Constantine, Hellblazer, and my store And my essay in the book is called Dirty, Dirty Hands. Touring the Underbelly of America with Azzarello. It's about a, a, a run of stories by a certain writer. His name is Brian Azzarello and um, it's, I, think, I think it came out well. So anyway, I hope you'll check it out. Uh, that's one of the projects I'm involved with. I've got a, a lot of things going on right now. and uh, some of them are still sort of coming coming into into place and um, falling into place, and there's still some things that you know I, I can't quite talk about yet, but I'll be spilling the beans as as uh, the the podcasts go on. I've also been working on a new book that you might be interested in, especially if you're a fan of my Johnstown fiction. Okay, uh, my Glosser Brothers department store fiction. You know, I have a whole series of books uh, based on the Glosser Brothers department store, which was this famous department store in uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and it was uh, run by the Glosser family for many years, many decades, and uh, closed in the late '80s. And I wrote a, a history of that of that company called "Long Live Glossers," and I've also done these other books, which are fiction fiction books. They're fictional stories set at or around or involving Glosser Brothers. So I have, for example, Christmas at Glossers, Easter at Glossers, Thanksgiving at Glossers, Valentine's Day at Glossers, and these these books have all done very well. They're they're among my best-selling titles, and I think they're they're fun even if you're not familiar with the store, even if you're not from the Johnstown area or know nothing about it. They're just kind of good classic, feel-good fiction, always with some kind of crazy twist, but never too far out in left field that you can't get involved with it if you like more traditional storytelling. And uh, I I know you would enjoy this one too. I'm I'm working on it. I'm almost done. I got another uh, maybe two days of writing on it and a beautiful cover coming from one of my favorite artists. His name is Ben Baldwin. He's based in England, and he is... sensational he does really incredible work and he's done all the covers for the uh, glosser brothers books and and i just i always i always turn to him when i have one of these department store book projects because he is the man so you're going to want to check this out it's called fourth of july at glossers and it's coming out hopefully soon hopefully before the fourth of july if I can get it out in paperback form by then, I will. But and that's looking like it's going to be a little bit of a tight squeeze. If I don't make it for the paperback, I will at least put out the ebook, so you can enjoy that. I'm working on that, and I, I just wrote a, a very climactic and action-packed sequence. And now I'm moving on to the turning point in the book or the story. Uh, it's more like a novelette or novella. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> whatever, Whatever you want to call it. So that's coming out shortly, and there'll be some promotional events coming out related to that book. So I hope you'll check it out. And uh, and so that brings you up to date on, on some of the stuff that I've been working on, and I also have uh, been continuing to work with my uh, intern group, right, this semester, and it's an incredible group. I have seven interns right now from all over the United States, from different schools, great schools like New York University and Carnegie Mellon University, uh, University of uh, Chicago, University of Virginia. I mean, I have a really great group of students this time around, and I'm really glad that I've been able to work with them. Um, In fact, I have a book that you might want to check out if you want to know how to go about recruiting and working with interns, right? It's a very worthwhile thing to do. It helps your company because you get somebody to help you with some tasks that you might not otherwise have time to get to. Uh, And it also gives you an opportunity to, quote unquote, pay it forward, give back a little, do a little bit of mentoring for somebody who might not know that much about the publishing industry. If you have special knowledge about writing or publishing, uh, it can really be helpful to somebody who's young and sort of coming up and learning things and trying to decide if they want to get into that field. So um, I, it's a very worthwhile thing. You w- you, you might want to check out my book. It, it, it was out as part of a story bundle uh, last month. And right now, we're sort of in, in the in-between phase, but it's coming back out. It'll be available on Amazon. And keep an eye open for it, because you're going to really want to get this book. It's called uh, Authors and Interns. Authors and Interns. And then there's a subtitle, and I forget what it is <laughs> off the top of my head. But if, if you are a, a writer or a publisher... Uh, working in, toiling in the indie fields, Uh, this is something you should really consider doing because it's very worthwhile. Anyway, I've got these seven interns right now. They're super, super, super great students. And I'm going to uh, turn over the podcast now to one of my interns. Her name is Julia Romero. And she's currently a student at New York University, uh, an incredible school And uh, she's a great student and she has ambitions as a writer. And she's got a lot of skill, a lot of talent, a lot of determination. I'm going to turn it over to Julia here and she's going to tell you about herself. Julia, take it away.
1: Hello, my name is Julia Romero and I'm a senior at NYU studying English. As an English major, they teach you a lot about historical representation. They say we first have to understand history before we understand literature. And I think it's very true and very important. My favorite genre to read because of this is 1960s and 70s American dystopian and science fiction novels, because you can really feel the fear of nuclear holocaust um, inspiring and driving the plot lines. And I always wonder if the people reading those novels during that time took Comfort in seeing their greatest fears realized, or did they absolutely hate it and want to avoid it and wanted nothing to do with it? And I see a case for both options, but in the midst of our world's current predicaments, I've noticed that I'm gravitate- gravitating more towards pandemic literature, like more recent stuff like Station 11 by Emily St. John Mandel and Severance by Ling Ma. Even classics like The Plague by Albert Camus, all of them are holding new meaning for me today, and I really don't know why I am seemingly torturing myself, but I find I'm a little less anxious after reading them because they are so close to what the world's currently going through. And I think it's for the same reason that the 2011 movie Contagion researched this year in viewership. I mean, everyone was kind of watching that movie at the same time. We can form deeper connections with these forms of media because we can relate to it and because we can see ourselves in it. But I think a bigger reason is because we can look at these forms of media and say to ourselves, I mean, yeah, it's bad what's going on right now, but it always could be worse and it's not So I think everyone can kind of take comfort in that.
0: Okay. Thanks, Julia. Great job. I'm going to be showcasing some other interns here in the uh, podcasts to come. So I hope you'll tune in for that. See what they have to say. There's always something interesting going on with them. And, uh, well, uh, we're going to keep this uh, podcast relatively short this time because, uh, because that's just the way it, it's flowing. And besides, I want to do some exploration on those portals I told you I was looking for, uh, not related to any kind of game or <clears throat> anything like that. This is a reality thing, which I remembered when I got hit by the garage door. And, you know, I hit my head and <clears throat> it kind of reawakened memories of my true... Um, destination in life and, and where I've come from. And so, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm going to find those. And so anyway, I'm going to wrap this up so that I can resume my search. I have to get out in the backyard and, and go through with the special divining rod thing that I have that will sort it. Anyway, that's um, <clears throat> that's my plan for this evening. Um, well, it's, it's well, it just turned midnight, so that's perfect. Because as everybody knows, midnight's the perfect time to look for uh, interdimensional portals in your backyard or anywhere for that matter, and hopefully I'll find one. And, and And if that's the case, then this might be the last edition of the Introverted Exhibitionist podcast. I'll resume the podcast in a different format in a different reality, but you you probably won't be able to hear it at that point. But uh, trust me, it'll be it'll be even better because I'll be where I had meant to get to to begin with, and 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 you know, my head injury will hopefully have turned into something more empowering in this other reality uh, because, as, as everybody also knows, in <clears throat> the reality, uh, which is uh, three to the right and one up, um, it's, uh, any kind of uh, physical injuries are actually just, uh, they're not impediments. They actually are empowerments, and they lead to... Um, Special uh, gifts that are bestowed upon you know, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. That brings us to our closing thought for tonight uh, in this edition of the Introverted Exhibitionist, the uh, IE Podcast. Uh, and I guess uh, tonight's uh, subject would be <coughs> just uh, thinking about uh, publishing as a uh, a traditional, a traditionally published author or an indie published author. I, uh, in my, in my long, well, lengthy career, it's been lengthy, I think. Um, I've been, uh, primarily, uh, I guess, a, a, an indie publisher, and uh, an indie author. Uh, but I think I would, I would actually say that <clears throat> if I had to describe myself most accurately, I'd say I'm a hybrid author, meaning I have work published by, uh, traditional publishing houses and, and then also, uh, I publish my own work. Uh, through my own publishing company, Pi Press Publishing, and uh, it's 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 interesting because <clears throat> excuse me, publishing has changed somewhat. It has um, become a different a different world over the last couple of years uh, since the advent of eBooks and some of the restructuring that has happened. And um, it seems that it is sometimes more advantageous to be an indie publisher because you get a higher royalty rate per copy sold. I mean, much higher. I just went back and looked at one of my old contracts, for example, an old book contract of mine from a traditional publisher who shall remain nameless for a book which shall remain nameless. And uh, where is that shameless? It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, my royalty rate per copy of a paperback was 6%. Right, <laughs> which was wow, incredible, and now what I get for a um uh, an ebook right, an ebook sold uh priced at two ninety nine or above sold through uh, between two ninety nine and nine ninety nine sold through Amazon right for the Kindle, my royalty rate there is uh sixty five percent I believe I mean. That's like a, an incredible difference. And so it enables you, if your pricing works works out, it enables you now as an indie publisher, an indie author, to make um, as much as or more money um, on, f- on a smaller number of books and to control your destiny more. Uh, you don't have to sign away as many rights. You don't have to worry about <clears throat> never getting your book back, uh, the full rights to your book. Uh, because they do have ways of doing that now. Your book could essentially never go out of print um, because it's just uh, always going to be available uh, as a POD or you know pub, print on demand title uh, through through traditional publishers. That's that's a, a standard a standard way of doing business, and what that means is in the in the old days uh, when you re- when you were able to get your your book back. Uh, through reversion, through a good reversion clause, you could then do what you wanted with it after it had already been published, after you had already sold first English language world, first world English language rights, and made your initial uh, money from it. You could then go and resell it someplace else, or publish it yourself, or do something else with it. <clears throat> but nowadays, that's not really the case. Uh, publishers are much more interested in um, in in obtaining and maintaining control of. Uh, intellectual property, or IP. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is, it, it is very advantageous to uh, publish as an indie publisher. But there are other issues there too, which chief chief among them is discoverability. If nobody knows you're out there, you're not going to make the kind of money that you want because nobody will find your work unless you advertise. In which case, you have to spend a bunch of money. Uh, or if you work really hard at marketing, building your own platform, and that takes a lot of time and effort. So there are trade-offs involved, but still, it's, it's beneficial to be on the indie side, I think, in this day and age, uh, because it, even in the traditional world of publishing, you still have to promote your own work. You still have to worry about discoverability, much more so than in the old days, When the publishing house, would would maybe do more of that for you. Uh, And it wasn't as difficult to be discovered by readers, by a readership. Uh, Nowadays, it's it's really tough. I I forget how many millions of books are published every year now um, by indie authors and publishers. But it's insane. It's an insane amount. There's an ocean of material out there. So it's really difficult to get discovered. Anyway, this is something that's been on my mind because of course i you know i'm publishing books and and I want to 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 do well with them i want to I want them to reach a large readership but it's it's a never ending challenge so i guess that that covers it for for this edition uh, of the i e cast you know <clears throat> the world of an of a hybrid author uh which is um, which is a unique world unto itself and uh i think overall still um Preferable to the way things used to be, in years gone by, when you had one system in place, which was monolithic, which controlled your destiny in so many ways, and really gave you very few choices as to what to do with your work or how to um, how to manage your um, you know the the dispensation of your subsidiary rights. And, and And what to ultimately do with your characters and your properties. And anyway, I think it's still preferable today and I, I'm glad to be alive now and writing and publishing in this in this new world, which is not so new anymore, but it's new compared to the long history of publishing and uh, And so that's that's it for this edition of the iE cast. Thanks again for tuning in. Please remember to uh, seek me out on the social media. you can find me and my company, Pi Press, and IE Books, and um, I learn about my many different uh, titles and projects on Facebook. Just look me up. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Tumblr, and now also Pinterest and Reddit. So make sure you get out there and look around and and you'll find some really cool information and some cool giveaways and freebies and, and, and other things that you don't have to pay for to be extremely redundant in this case. I also wanted to mention that I have a a reading group, which you can join on Facebook. It's called Robert's Readers. Just look it up on Facebook, Robert's Readers. You can get free books by yours truly and uh, enjoy them for no cost. And hopefully spread the word about the work and, you know, just enjoy whatever I have to offer. So, Robert's Reader's on Facebook. Get out there and check it out. I also have a newsletter, which you might want to subscribe to. And uh, you can do that through my website, which is com, Or through my Facebook page. Look it up. Robert Chashanic. <laughs> it's not... Not uh, brain surgery trying to find me online. I'm all over the the darn place. So that's it for this edition of the IE cast. Thanks again for joining me. And I hope you'll do so again whenever the next cast is released. Uh, Meanwhile, if you're a writer, keep on writing. If you're an artist, keep on arting. If you're a musician, keep on performing. Whatever you love most, keep on doing it as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Good night, from the IE cast and Planet Bob, and I will see you soon. Hopefully, unless, like I said, I get to the the destination reality. It's too. Is that a portal? I, there's like a shimmering aura on the wall, and it's it's pulsating. And there's a what the? It, I think I have. There might be a portal materializing materializing right now. See. Everything's working out. The magic of the IE cast is is going to take me to my home. I I've got to get there. I've got to get well, not home, but my destination. Hey hey hey! No, don't 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 close that thing. Don't close it. I'm coming. I'm okay. I'll see you. I gotta sign off. Okay. See you. Good night from Planet Bob. Hold on. Hold on. I'm I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay.